What is up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, the little brother, Jace. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. I got a haircut, and it was, it's been since uh, 2020, around Thanksgiving time. People were, people were not gathering together and having Thanksgiving the last time I got my haircut. So it's kind of neat watching the indoor air flow against my hair. Quite different. Like your head is what is this sensation? Right. Wow, it's yeah, it was really rocking a Saw Guerrera, but now I'm back to like a, a freshly shorn Padawan. <laughs> Test, uh, you sound like uh, my man, uh, 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 what's it, uh, the spy dude, freshly shorn. He was talking about uh, the, 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 some prostitute, that, the Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right, 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 right. Man, yeah, more, man. Everything's good, man. Your hair was wild, man. There was pockets of Vietnamese in there that didn't know the war was over. It was going Nick Cannon style. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That shit was, was, was wild as hell. Um, You're looking good, man. Looking good. Thank you for all the people that can see this on our audio podcast. Rest assured, it does look indeed Based on that dress, they got it. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After that visual. Yeah, so I'm not doing too well, though, by the way. What's wrong, baby? All right, so I'm not happy with the NFL. I think this may be the first time I just peace out on the Super Bowl. And it's not because a lot of the movies and studios are taking a pause to see if, hey, are we actually going to have our movies come out? No, it is because, once again, football hates me, and I have to hear how awesome and amazing Tom Brady is as a quarterback, the greatest of all time, who had rules changed for him, and is the luckiest football player in history. I feel like going through YouTube and taking clips of his Super Bowl-winning plays you know, the two pat two kicks from Adam Vinatieri. You know, if he was Scott Norwood, we wouldn't be having this discussion. If he, if he shanked two of those kicks, that wouldn't work. Um, I forgot about that Panthers one. Was that the one or the Eagles one where Vinatieri kicked his second one? The, every time when they were originally like the original Pats, did they want a Super Bowl? It was a Vinatieri kick. This, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like that. It was always a vegetarian kick. Yeah. It was never like the he he got and I and I would say he got him in position, but there's no. You remember the John Elway helicopter to get the first down? Yeah, there's just, no definitive like, oh man, that was his signature Super Bowl moment. It's always just like him crying like an idiot after the first time they beat the Rams, was it? He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, and. And then Vinatieri's just doing his thing. And then there's the celebration, that big touchdown drive that he leads against the Seahawks, where he's sitting on the bench looking with his pouty, pissy Tom Brady face trademark. And he's watching, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I can't believe those idiots actually didn't run the ball to Marshawn. Did we win? I think we just won the Super Bowl. That one. Hate that one. And then the 28-3. Hey, hey, Falcons, anybody – plan on playing defense? No. Oh, okay, cool. And then that awesome blowout win of the of the Rams when they won sixteen to three. 
Uh, and that was like 100 and total, 20 total yards of offense on that whole daggone game. Yeah, 500 Z's because it was the most boring Super Bowl ever. I mean, I'm I'm wondering, it's like just because it's like this year the Super Bowl is like we can't get together and actually watch Super Bowl. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. I mean, and I'll even say there's going to be a whole lot more guys are going to be like, you know what? I really don't need to watch this one. There's no trailers or anything fun that's going to be there. There's no advertising with TV shows. You know what? I might just watch Disney Plus or HBO Max. Like, I, it's like, this gives me some brownie points with my girl. Hey, yeah. It's like, sweetie, we don't have to watch the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> I want to spend more time with you. It's about you this Super Bowl day. Don't, don't ever say I, did. I, never cho- I never chose you over a Super Bowl. Right. So. This year, 2021, I choose you, Bay. That should, that should be a thing. Maybe we should make us some shirts, Chief. This Super Bowl, I choose you. Because I cannot choose to subject myself to Tom Brady in three or four hours. Of, isn't he the greatest ever? I won't do it to myself. I choose me more than that, Chief. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. You, you know what I hate? Uh, it's, it's, I don't like Chris Collinsworth. And, you know, every time they do, every time, you can almost hear them. Oh, yeah, Brady. <laughs> oh, my God, you're the greatest. Um, now, in all honesty, I do not hate Brady as much as I used to when he was a Patriot. Um, so, who do, who, who do, the, who, who do, who do they're playing the Chiefs? The Chiefs. I'm conflicted. Because on one end, I love a black QB winning the Super Bowl. On the yep. other end, my man JPP is on the Bucks, and so you want to see him get a ring? Yeah, yeah, he got one with us, but you know, he can. I, I wouldn't mind if he got a second one. Man, he's got deep giant love. Because when yeah. To was was against the Patriots with the Eagles, I darn sure was rooting against him to get a ring. Well, yeah, you, you, nobody, nobody liked Hill. Yeah, I really didn't like him at that point. And yeah. I was like, dude, come on, man. Hill was, uh, was an asshole. He was. And I didn't want to see him get the Super Bowl after kind of forcing his way out of San Fran or San and, Francisco. And then the whole fiasco just last year with the whole Fall of Hall of Fame thing. He's just, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not attending. I'm going to have my own private party. I'm not mad at him because they were trying to act like he wasn't the, the first ballot Hall of Famer. Right, get they, out of here. They brought him now, in. I know, but what I'm saying is even to have that debate before Bree, Drew Brees or Peyton Manning retired, like, oh, yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm like, these jokers who've done jack, all they've done is been taking advantage of the quarterback rules, which keep them playing way longer than actual legit great Hall of Famers and stockpile numbers against inferior teams. Yeah. Or you go with the paid man route and just wait on your running backs to make you look good in the Super Bowl, and then they claim, yeah, you were great. It's like, nah, man, if you take out Joseph the Dime, uh, was it Dominic Rhodes? Dominic Rhodes. And I know those two because those are the ones that did stuff while he was sitting collecting his Super Bowl MVP just because he's Peyton freaking Manning. But – as much as I like to spend two hours, and believe me, I can spend four hours a Super Bowl's worth trashing Tom Brady. That's not what you all came here. That's not why you press play on Lyle's Movie Files. Or did you? Because I can keep going. Anyway, 
Let's keep talking about some other stuff going on. WandaVision is going crazy. Episode 3 dropped last Friday. Episode 4 is being hyped up like one is the big game changer of this series. So far, they've been going through the decades. We went through the 70s last week with the Brady Bunch homage. This week, we're going to the 80s. And I think this is going to be where we see that Full House laugh track episode coming to play. Now, my question for you is, what are we going to go for, with for the 90s and 2000s? Modern Family, the single camera for the 2000s, or would that be 2010s? No, I go with Mary, Mary with Children. Oh, you know, watching Vision do an Al Bundy. Ah, you know, Wanda, a fat lady came in. A fat lady came into the store today. I like him, with, him doing an Al Bundy with his British accent would be awesome. Yeah, uh, like, uh, I mean, I mean, you definitely can't do a Cosby anymore because yeah, we can't do that. No, that's uh, what I mean. Full House is going to be the '80s show. Yeah. Um, now I'm gonna be disappointed if we don't get a if we don't get that married married children. Yeah. But I were you excited? I mean, like after watching last week, did, did you like? I mean, were you like kind of yeah? This is where this this show is gonna. Now we can see this hill coming. It's gonna take this thing up. Yeah. From so when Disney sent along the preview copies, they sent us the first three. So the first two were black and white and it was like okay this is interesting i'm i'm enjoying where they're going and then after i wrote the review of the second one i went right into the third one i didn't have to wait two weeks like you know everybody else did and when they were like what's going on with this show so i was able to kind of see like oh man this is about to be really crazy y'all just need to watch so when people were like oh i didn't get it it wasn't good what are y'all talking about wait till episode three comes out then you're going to be like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to see what's happening. I like the whole sense of who is doing all this. And it's this mystery of, does Wanda know more than we thought? Is she the, the straw stirring this crazy TV drink? Or is someone influencing and manipulating her? And we got Geraldine being shafted off somewhere else to a military base. And we don't know where she is how she got in, and why the, the participants in this, in this audience or TV show know something's going on and just trying to play along without getting sent to wherever Geraldine got sent to. So what do you think? Well, I mean, like, Geraldine is, like, kind of, like, it seemed like her, like, kind of sore necklace that was in there at the end, it was like, and then she's, like, kind of like, hey, remember Ultron? Remember your brother? And it was like, nah, I'm not doing that. She was like, yeah. I'm, I'm in my fantasy. Get on out of here. I mean, like, yeah. this like that was kind of like, is this more Wanda doing it in her grief state? Like, I don't want to think about anything that's going to make me sad. And if you try and if you can, your mind kind of remembers stuff, I'll kick you out of here in two seconds. I'm, this is my little, uh, this is my little dream world. But I'm, I'm trying, I'm actually intrigued like, because the fact that like, she kicked uh, Geraldine to a military base, and it looked like they were kind of like, "Wait, what are you doing here? Like, we sent you here, and you shouldn't be here. We we put you to wherever yeah. we thought was the right place to go, and you just plopped out of the middle of the sky." Now, 
I know some some folks are like kind of speculating on who's behind it, and I'm like, Man, I don't. Some know. people are speculating because they have inside information, and I hate that. Oh, and it's just really whack because like you're not allowing it to play out. Like they've talked to cast members and they know who they're gonna play. It's like y'all suck. You can't speculate when you know what's gonna happen. So like I'm talking about like Gunner and like he was kind of like there's a story like a comic book storyline is a oh okay that's who this could be. Okay, that's interesting. Um but it, I know kind of some people like the like other ones you can kind of see Ah, where we know we have some knowledge or information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, but what I really think is neat is how you're seeing all this trauma that that Wanda's experienced, losing her parents, losing her brother, losing the Avengers, uh, losing Vision, losing her life, coming back to life, <laughs> killing Thanos, basically. And how it's all starting to play out in this situation where it's like, yeah, you probably do need to talk to somebody because all your trauma, you haven't been able to work through at all. Or being, I mean, geez, the whole Sokovia thing, she's had a lot. And then causing the situation that broke up the Avengers with the Accords. And, and uh, so she's done a lot. She's experienced a lot. And we haven't seen the side of superheroes where they go through all this stuff and then they have to figure it out. We still don't know what's up with Vision because Vision died. He was not one of the heroes that came back at the end of Endgame. So I'm not sure this is causing all kinds of speculation with me now. Like, well, is he, or is WandaVision going to end with Vision actually being back or is this just a long fantasy? Chief, what do you think? Um, I've tried to get through episode one. So, it uh, with the boss coming to the house, pretty funny. I what happens with me is by the time I get ready to watch it, I'm in bed and I'm laying on my pillow, and it'll come on, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and you know it's just the Disney, uh, you know, showing me other movies I can watch or did. So Are I'm you down. still watching? Uh, no, apparently. Yeah, so I haven't even gotten to episode two because I'm already asleep before episode one ends. No, Chief, these, these are half-hour shows, man. I'm a quick sleeper, man. Man, that is impressive. Yeah, well, thank you. 3 a.m. comes quick. It does. It comes <laughs> quick when it <laughs> So you got that. So Friday, new episode. Can't wait to see it and see what the heck else they do. Got a new since we're on Marvel. Let's keep it going. New rumor says that John Bernthal is set to return as the Punisher for a new Marvel Studios project. Question, do you want to see it as a TV show or a movie or a cameo in something else? Um, is it coming back as the uh, as a series that it was? Or... No, there's no no information on it yet. Well, That's what I'm putting out to you. What do you want to see it come back like? You know, I want to see it come back as a series if it comes back. I don't want to see uh you know, a movie. I don't want to, you know, I'd like to see it come back. I'd like them to bring all the series back. You know, the, the Jessica's, the, the Luke, the, uh, the got, Iron Fist just got good when they cut it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it really so, did. Yeah. So like, yo, like, what do we, ah, they just made me so, they pissed me off so bad. I can't, 
I'm going back on Miro. I feel like it's one of those deals where if they bring them back, all is going to be that time that we spent away from them won't feel like that much in hindsight. It'll be like, oh, yeah, there was a, a little gap. And I don't necessarily know if anything they do in these Netflix shows has to essentially carry over. I would like to see all the cast members return. Um, they did kill a few characters that I wish it stayed around. But we'll see. Jace, how would you like to see Punisher show up in Marvel Studios? Uh, after this, after the second season, I actually want to see a Punisher movie uh, because I think they did a really good job on the kind of origin story of Punisher from the carried over from Daredevil, and then they really did a good job of focusing on that in those first two seasons. Now it'd be all right. What is Frank Castle's mission going forward now that he doesn't have uh, Billy to worry about? Um, like what it, what's Punisher going to do in the rest of the world? Is it going to just be New York? Is what's what's he going to do? And I think you I mean you give Punisher a PG thirteen kind of edge kind of rated R movie. I think I think I mean John Barenthal does the role perfect. So you give him a, a two hour movie, create a good a good lane to go. I think that's the way to go. All right, I just thought of this while we were talking, and my curiosity is peaked. What if they put Daredevil, because he's got his unique senses, Iron Fist, because he's tapped in with his chi, Jessica Jones, who's just a drunk, but has decent enough powers, and Luke Cage and Punisher into that Nick Fury uh, Secret Invasion series? Because they could play and be in and out of the street. Not a lot of special effects. They could play into that paranoia well. And it could be a deal where Nick Fury knew they were operating in New York and could call them up to help because he's not sure about the greater, more superpowered characters running around. Like his secret squad. Control those guys. And if they are the rogue scrolls, he could know versus, I mean, quickly versus. Uh, Hulk, where he can't figure out if he's, I mean, invincible or not, because right. it's Hulk. That's an option. Um, I mean, and, and I'm gonna be honest. Like, again, I, I did not watch the last season of Jessica Jones. Maybe they turned it all around and made it good. I like, I like that. I like Kristen Ritter as a character, but I don't know if I want to see anything from that series carry over. I think, I mean, it's like even her personality is she was just a super drunk and annoying person. And I mean, again, I didn't see what happened in season three. Maybe they made her and Patty, you know, decent competitive. Man, I forgot how bad season two was. Gosh. I I came away not liking anybody. I understood where oh boy and, and Hellcat decided to peace out on her. But I didn't feel bad for anybody. I was just like, all right, yeah, that was a miserable experience. That's why I didn't watch this third season. It's like, I mean, Patty decides, hey, you know, I see how bad you are, Jessica, so let me get the exact same crap you got going on. I'm sure it'll work perfectly. Yeah. Like, oh, and my mom, you get abused. Yeah, it's like, no. Like, it's like, oh, and your mom's crazy. It was, uh, it was 
it was it was like the washout season and then you're like hey do you want to come back to this ride no it's like i mean purple man was i mean if you think about purple man was a disturbing character (laughs) and he needed to his ending was quite appropriate so you almost need to let's kind of make i mean we don't have to make jessica jones like the you know funny person or anything change her demeanor but it was like we need son the little you know have her like solve a mystery or something. This is just like not her being a jerk to everybody. Um, I don't know if you want to put her on a superhero team up after that. I mean, I know she was in Defenders, but that was much more let's deal with the hand versus worry about what Jessica Jones has going on. So, mm-hmm. but on that, putting like Daredevil, like Daredevil, but like, I know I've kind of researched what your skills are and I know your limitations. Like Nick Fury could be like, I can tell when you're going outside your lane versus anybody else. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, cause I mean, they said that these people are coming back into it. They're not telling everybody that's kind of, Oh yeah, they, they might've filmed filming some roles on some stuff. So I wouldn't mind seeing those guys, but I mean, I, I okay. really want to be back in the MCUs, you know, now that it's available. Yeah. I want to see them interact with different characters. So that's what I was thinking like a TV show or a movie where they all show up. Because they got to operate on their own pocket little universe, but I want to see them, like, interact with everybody. Whether that's a Secret Wars movie or whatever the next threat level thing they want to put up now that we've gone past Thanos. Who the heck knows what that's going to be at this point. Now, real quick on WandaVision, uh, there's going to be a post credit scene in the final episode, so... When we get there, don't forget. A quick question for you guys on the Black Panther front. We still don't know what's going to happen. Michael B. Jordan said he would be interested in returning or be open to returning as Killmonger. We pretty much assume he's dead. Um, would you want to see Killmonger back and operate in some capacity? Maybe he's the new Black Panther. Would you be open to that or would you want them not to go that direction. Killmonger was a great character. <laughs> um, you know, uh, if they can if they can make it make sense, I mean, that's what comic books are about. Everybody, somebody dying, somebody coming back, so on and so forth. Is anybody really dead? You know, maybe Stark even comes back from a previous time, back into the time now. You know, you never know. You know what I mean? It's all possible. Um, so, uh, yeah, why not? Um, it's, you know, it's a damn shame, man. I still, you know, bringing him up again just made me say, you know, he was, he was such a great actor and, uh, that, that part, uh, you know, that Black Panther man was, that was his man. You know, it was was almost like, uh, uh, my man with the Joker. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like certain parts, people just play, and you're like, yeah, that's that person. So I, I don't even know uh, who are they who are they talking about bringing back besides Michael B. Jordan has has as Black Panther. Um, well, it's not even so much that they're planning on having him be Black Panther. It's just more of a they could figure out some way to bring him back to Black Panther too, because there's still no insight in terms of what they're going to do with the sequel. Angela Bass is going to be back, Patricia Wright, uh, Denai Guerrero. 
they're all going to be back. It's just, I don't know if it's going to be a world to Wakanda or here's something to get us to having another Black Panther in the MCU. Are they saying Kilgrave is going to be evil still? Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Killmonger yet. I don't, I don't, it's a speculation. He knows he's doing a promotion or something else. Hey, would you be open to doing this? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But there's been a lot of talk about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if they bring back Killmonger and have him do it? Yeah, we would be good. We'd be good. If we can get away from Laurie Harvey long enough. James, how about you? I, I think Chief actually mentioned something that I was actually kind of like, I mean, we, in comic book world, you do have people come back uh, that all the time. But, I mean, and especially now, I mean, again, this is one of those things where I'm, I mean, I'm putting maybe too much stock on WandaVision and Doctor Strange, but maybe you do open up a pocket where Killmonger is actually Black Panther and it's his father who's sent on a mission to LA and, you know, kind of just basically you have him almost reverse roles and, you know, he's like, yo, I'm actually, my world's Black Panther, X, Y, and Z, come up with some story and then just go from there. Especially because they've decided they they don't want to recast the role. I do not, I, I, I know initially I said, hey, I understand it, but then there's also, it's like, there's no point in doing another Black Panther movie if you're not going to replace the role. It's like, and I know some people are like, oh, but you know, you can put Shuri in there. It's like, but that was like, during Marvel, where they basically were just like, every male character were just gender swapping with another character. So it didn't, it's not that, oh, it definitely is a thing because they all swap that right back. So if you get it to a point where it's like, hey, we, this is our, if we can't use, I mean, I mean, using all my children, like, hey, we, we got rid of Chadwick Boseman the first time, then we swapped in for Michael B. Jordan. If you say you're not going to do that, I think you do need to find a loophole where you have an actual, the Black Panther is not, I mean, it's, I mean let's be honest, he's not sure. It's like, all right, we got a dude, I mean, we got our Black Panther. Yeah, because this way, we're not replacing T'Challa. He can yeah. still be Eric Killmonger, just as the Black Panther on Earth 28. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, yeah. so let's, let's keep going here. So if you weren't sure before, it seems like all the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Thor Love and Thunder. Sean Gunn has now shown up in Australia to start filming. Chris Hemsworth posted on Instagram that they're, I guess they're shooting now as we're speaking. And seems like all the Guardians, except for maybe Zoe Saldana, who I haven't heard anything yet, but I guess if she's not there, that still makes sense. And it seems like basically this is going to be the Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, along with Jane as Thor and Valkyrie trying to find her queen. Are you worried there's going to be too much in this or just excited that we're getting these characters showing up all together? A lot of laughter over there. No one wants to go first. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's like, you, I mean, and you got, adding the fact you got Christian Bale as the bad guy, but we got to re, I mean, we have to introduce him. There's a lot of stuff going on in a two and a half hour movie. How long did it um, take to introduce Hella? I mean, I think that we got everything with her in like five minutes. Oh, wow. She's the bad guy. She's their half sister. And she's claiming the throne of Asgard. All right. But, okay. I'll I give you that. But there's no, I mean, from what we know, there's no link other than the fact 
maybe he's an Asgard dude. I, we just say, hey, you know, I'm one of the 50% that's left over and you screwed it up. So I'm taking the throne from both of you morons. It's uh, from a newer, he's a relatively newer character. That's all. Oh, I mean, I mean, hey, I didn't know who Hella was. I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't credible. It was just, you have to make it so the bad guy has to be a threat that's bigger than the Guardians, Thor, I mean, Odin's son, and Valkyrie, and Thor. That's a, a big ass. I mean, Christian, Christian Valdor, but do you have enough time, I mean, to do all this? And I'm sure... If we're, what is it, lo- loving whatever the heck? Love and thunder. Lo- love and thunder. Eventually, they're going to be like, hey, can we go find uh, Zoe Saldana? Can we find Gamora? Eh, I guess we should do that. I mean, she's going to be out hanging out with Nebula because she's the different, the 19. Um, the no, Nebula, Nebula was with the Guardians. Remember the end of game? Yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, so you're a little I'm like excited of uh, WandaVision. I mean, Wanda and um, Doctor Strange. Guardian seems like there's a lot going on. And it's okay. like, okay. Okay. Chief, what do you think? The first question is why. Um, the last Thor movie, Ragnarok, was excellent. Why can't it be just another Thor movie if you want a Thor movie? The last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, excellent. Why can't it just be another Guardians guy? It's like when people try to like like two different things, but then try to combine it. You know what I mean? Like, I like clams, but also I like peanut butter. Do I want a peanut butter and clam sandwich? I do not. So certain things, why can't we just keep them separate? Why can't I eat peanut butter? And then later on, if I'm hungry for clams, go get clams. Why do I have to combine these things? Because I like them both. Um... You know, so that's the nature of convoys, Chief. But but tear people up. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be. They could have done a Guardian movie and Thor could have made an appearance. They could have done a Thor movie and the Guardians could have made an appearance. They could have yeah, We done, don't know how much, how long their role is. Their you know, the Vince cast crew is just showing up. So they may be in the movie for five minutes to drop Thor off, be in the opening act, and that's it. So is it a Thor movie or is it a Guardian movie? Cause Thor. Thor movie. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I mean, and then they can do a Guardians movie with with Thor, that piece of Thor. You know, it's just, uh, or right after they just left Thor, I, you know, just, I don't, you know, certain combo packs. <laughs> You're not sure about the combo. Okay. I'm looking forward to it because I, I feel like everybody involved with the last one is coming back. And instead of Hulk, we basically have the Guardians. And I think all the Guardians equal almost Hulk. And that dynamic should be fun. Jane Thor could be cool. Watching Chris Hemsworth react to not being quote-unquote Thor anymore should be interesting and fun, too. They've already established that he has power outside of his hammer, so that dynamic will be different. I'm looking forward to it. He'll probably have his axe and all that good stuff. We'll see how far into the comics they go with Thor after he loses his arm. Or Odin's son after he loses Mjolnir. So interesting times ahead. And in case you weren't sure, news now is we are going to have the new MCU's Captain America by the end of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you guys were staying up late trying to figure out if that was going to be the case. 
I can tell by Chief's face he was. All right, so right, time to do my weekly chat. We're going to see Black Widow in theaters in May, yes or no? By May? Yeah, that's when it's supposed to come to theaters, in May. Not a chance. So I would put stock market money on that not being a thing. So would you put your GameStop money on it being a thing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Simmer down now. Simmer down. <laughs> All right, now let's switch over to the other that other that other comic book universe that has no idea what the heck they're doing. And HBO Max ended 2020 with 17.12 million activated users. That activated is talking about the people who have downloaded and activated HBO Max. That was at the end of the year. Now this is pretty impressive. It has 37.665 million total subscribers in the U.S., an increase from the 28.7 million subscribers at the end of last September. And AT&T CEO John Stanky is crediting that to Wonder Woman, 1984. So that is pretty impressive, considering how many of us loved Wonder Woman 1984. And justifies possibly the decision to not put it in theaters. Right now, it's at 150 million globally. But for the bottom line for HBO, if they have one film that comes out and pops the subscriber rate so much, what do we think is going to happen with Zack Snyder's Justice League, Godzilla vs. Kong, Suicide Squad, Matrix 4, etc.? If they keep getting jumps like that, then it may be worth it for them. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, very much like Disney Plus, when they decided to move some of their stuff, it was like, we met our subscriber goal because we put something exclusive in here. I, I mean, I, I'm sure as the movie, I mean, the theater business is not very happy with it, but it's like, no, we keep, we make our financial goals for these things that we put probably billions of dollars into. And it's not the billions, I mean, we put hundreds of millions into these movies, but we are putting banking long-term future success on these streaming platforms. So if we can keep building subscribers based on these movies, because I'm like, I'm sure there are people who didn't subscribe because of Wonder Woman. But when you had Matrix 4, they're going to come. Uh, there's going to be some Kong, Kong, I mean, some Kong folks that are going to come. And I think it's just, it, for them, it's just like, this is probably where we need to go for at least the next year and a half. And then, like, we'll see where it goes from there. But I think it's, I think it's a good move. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed with it. So, I mean, you're making your subscriber goals for two years in the first year, really? That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Steve, what do you think? I mean, you know what, man? People probably did sign off for Wonder Woman, not knowing. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it, and once you're there, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, they probably was like, all right, well, we're here now. You know, we'll stay for the goodies. So, um, yeah. if they're coming out with all this content, it's going to be the place to be. You know what I mean? You're going to want to have your HBO Max. Like, like these, all these streaming channels have been, they're on some kick ass right now. And mm-hmm. this <laughs> is the entertainment that you have. You have Netflix. You've got your Hulu, you've got your Disney Plus, you've got your HBO Max. These are the things like that's going on. People want to see these things. People are sitting home. 
They're not doing anything. You know, it has to it has to be. So I'm definitely um I'm definitely excited about the, the HBO Max lineup. Good deal. All right, we have not done this in forever, but I wanted to bring it back before we wrap up January. It's time to do a three best, three worst. And Jace, you put it out there for us with our first nominee with Ryan Reynolds. And I'm not going to break down his career because I figure we'll talk about some of them. But since you came up with him, why don't you go first? Okay. So, you know, I'm sorry I can't ruffle the paper enough to make it actually as loud as it used to be. But just assume it happened. So I'm going to go with the easier part of Mr. Riddle's career, the worst. Uh, The first of the worst is truly one of the worst films that I can remember. And that's Blade 3. I hated that movie. I mean, I love the Blades movie. That's the one I don't own in my collection. I still will not. It's like, like, hey, we could, we're bringing Dracula. Awesome. Oh, man, we're going to make this run really just, it's about the soundtrack. And if you love Deep House, I mean, uh, yeah, you love this. I mean, but <laughs> do you actually want a credible Dracula? No, nah, we're not going to bring that to you. It's like, and Wesley seemed sadly very old because he was like in like 2% of that movie because we were trying to get this wolf pack or whatever the heck they came up with to fight Spin-off. these random. Spin-offs are always a good idea to focus on as opposed to the star of your movie. Yeah, it's like, that always yeah, we're, yeah we're going to have Triple H and, you know, what's McCarthy. Yeah, those are the bad guys that are leading to get Dracula. It's like, <laughs> it's like Deacon Frost if I got to deal with that crap. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my one. Uh, that was the first one. Then we have our one of our favorite box movies, uh, X-Men, Wolverine Origins. Yes, because we found out how stupid it was to create Deadpool without actually making Deadpool. Like we're gonna murk with that with a mouth, and we're gonna zoe up his mouth. Yeah, that was smart. Uh, the next one that I so I hate. I, I mean, I do own this in my collection, but I gotta I gotta call a spade a spade. Is Green Lantern? And again, as as we all say, we all I think we all on this podcast own that movie. But one hundred percent, we have to call a spade a spade. That movie was not good. <laughs> it's just. It's like we 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 want to like we'll try and defend it, but we got to like nah. You make any good argument, we're like we're collapsing under it. We're just, just like yeah, it was bad. There was reasons like even though they set up nice for a sequel, it was like what we like to see Mark Strong and Sinestro. Yeah, but yeah, I'm okay with not seeing it too. Those are my three worst. So the best easy easy uh, option is Deadpool because, you know, he actually rectifies the problem of Wolverine origin by making Deadpool. And I am not a super Deadpool guy, but that movie was hilarious. I mean, honestly, that sold me on a tra- based on the trailer, and it had lived up to expectations, so that was really good. Uh, my next one uh, is Buying the Cow. I'm sure some of you guys have never heard of this movie. <laughs> it's like a kind of ensemble movie, but most, I mean, honestly, it's like, if you want like 
it's a raunchy comedy movie, but Ryan Reynolds' parts in that are great. Um, so that's what it is. Uh, my next one is one that I'm almost 90% sure we're going to be seeing a sequel in the next two or three years is Six Underground. The one was on Netflix. Uh, that was, I mean, if you want to like a, what was it, much more like a kind of a suicide squad that looks, it was actually fun and actually worth watching. That is, that was, that was a version for me. Um, I think you put it on some very good old Michael Bay, just blowing up stuff. You know who these guys are. You don't need too much character. Go from there. And that movie was like, yeah, good job, Ryan. That was a good job. Good one to sign up for. So that's my list. All right, Chief. How about you? I had to take myself off the uh, the mute here. All right. So I'm going to group in. I'm not going to say Green Lantern for those. So just so you know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jace on the Blade Trinity. Uh, garbage movie. Horrible movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, even though he was the comic relief on that movie, I hated everything about that movie. I mean, they, I mean, even Dracula was easy to defeat it. It seemed like, like they were like, mm. like he had more trouble with the other vampires than he had Dracula. I'm like, all right. Um, I will go with, uh, I didn't like it. Somebody else may have. I, I didn't like the Hitman, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with Samuel Jackson. Uh-huh. I didn't enjoy that at all. Um, Why is that? Uh, it, it was, to me, it was just slow. It was that slow. Was slow? To me, yeah, it was just, oh, it, was just it bored the <laughs> hell out of me. Um, to, you know, it was like, it was like, uh, it was predictable. It just bored me. Um, R.I.P.D. No. Strong choice. Strong choice. No. Did you watch that movie? Huh? Did you actually watch R.I.P.D.? Yeah, I didn't enjoy it either. Oh, my. And uh, my last but not least is the change-up. I mean, how many times have we seen the switch, the switcheroo? Like, uh, you know, it's... I mean, you can do it right. The other day, where this chick switched bodies with uh, Vince Vaughn, who was a serial killer. I mean, there's always a switcheroo movie. Freaky, did you like it? <sighs> there I, you go. That, that's it. Right. What was missing with it? Well, it was predictable. Again, another. It reminded me of. Uh, I mean, it was just like every other movie where they do the switch. Um, characters didn't make sense. They did choices that just. <laughs> this is like what that sounds like. It's a dog. Yeah. Um. <laughs> she had to. She had to scratch. So, she's you know. Now, like I said, I'm I'm not gonna go with Deadpool because I think Deadpool's a given. Okay. Movies. I enjoyed the proposal. Uh, have funny as hell. Betty White was the shit in it. Um. Excellent movie. Surprise, surprise. I like Just Friends. Did you? I did. I thought that was a funny-ass movie, man. Uh, 
So that wasn't that was pretty good to me. And this is gonna sound crazy to you. I enjoyed waiting. No, it is not. <laughs> waiting so, is hilarious. I thought that movie was hilarious as hell too. So those are my three likes. Yes. All right. I want to mix it up then a little bit, just because you mentioned, I guess I'll play along with everybody and go and not say Deadpool, because, yeah, that really should be clearly on his list. And I guess we could just chalk that up as a given. Everybody knows that is there. So I'll hold off on that and I'll break through with my worst, because let's, let's face it, those are always more fun. I'm going to start off with Green Lantern, because that movie came out in 2011. And by that point, you don't get a pass for making a bad comic book movie after you watch Dark Knight and Iron Man come out in 2008. That is like, whoa, all right, here's what we were planning. Let's scrap everything. They gave him a wax CGI suit. They gave him a 2002 comic book hero movie origin. And... The bad guy just was executed so poorly. Let's go with the Fantastic Four, a smoke cloud villain. And it was just bad. I may have it in my collection. It needs to leave. Much like the Star Wars trilogy or the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. Hit the brakes. Don't you come back. No more, no more, no more. So that's out. Um, Mississippi Grind. This is a film that he did with my man who was awesome. You know, you've seen him as a scroll in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've seen him as, uh, gosh, why can't I think of my boy's name now, and Rogue One. Wow. Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, yeah, yeah, him. I was just trying to think of his name in Rogue One, where he was just this awesome character. And I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. I'm so glad he got to be one of the best. Director Krennic. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. Um, and it was just, it was a bad movie. They were doing this kind of Rain Man deal where there were two, where Jerry's a poker player and he's teaming up with his brother. It's just not good. And yeah, it was like, I was excited because I liked both of those two and it was just a bad pairing. Last on my list. Uh, this is going to be surprising to some people, but Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, that was not a good movie. I hated how time mattered not at all. Like 30 minutes went hours. And Ryan Reynolds, I felt like Ryan Reynolds was playing Ryan Reynolds in this one, where he was every character that he does in his movies, and it was just, okay, and this movie is not good anyway, so that would be on my list, because I don't want to watch that one again. So for my three best, I would, of course, include Deadpool. I'm going to hold off per our rules. The one that I'm surprised made it through without being mentioned was Van Wilder, because that was the one where I was like, yo, this guy from Two Guys, A Girl in a Pizza Place, has his showcase movie, and he knocked it out. Can't wait for y'all to see him in other stuff, because he was so good in this movie. And it took a lot longer for him to become that superstar that I thought he was going to be. But that was the one where I was like, yes, this is great. He could do this for years and make money. Um, the next one, definitely maybe. This saw him shift more into a romantic comedy kind of vein. And he did well in that one, too. And it was like, okay. 
it's not as much as a proposal, but it was it was cool way they structured the story. He showed he could do that. Special honorable mention of a, in honor of Gunner and Javon to Smoking Aces. Uh, he was cool in that as the lead hero role and kind of showing that six underground grittier hero that he could be. And of course, the proposal, because I can't imagine doing a best of Ryan Reynolds and not having a proposal. Sandra Bullock and him had great chemistry. Betty White was really funny. And that one is, I still think, his best romantic comedy film. But he's done a lot. He has a really good catalog of films with, with not as many misses as you might think. So now that we've done that, fellas, it's that magical time of the week. Do you have any nominees for Dummies of the Week? All right. I know this one's from a little bit of last week, but I forgot to mention it. My Dummy of the Week is whoever decided to do a Sex in the City uh, reboot, and it doesn't have, like, the girl who's actually funny, uh, Samantha character. <laughs> I watched, like, two seconds of that, and I'm like, how do you do this show without the kind of raunchy one? Like, everybody else is the straight character, and you you want to do a movie without, I mean, a series without the comic relief of them? I'm just saying, it's like, you can already see, like, kind of the... Sex in the City fans are like, I don't know how that's going to work. And I'm just going to say, whoever decided to Greenland, I know there's some beef between the characters, but it's like, um, if that's the case, then you can't do a reboot. So whoever you decided to reboot it, y'all are my dummy of the week. Um, my 49ers, there's speculation now that we are the odds on favorites to land Matthew Stafford from the Lions. And I'm going with this because I don't see him as a significant upgrade from one James Garoppolo. Rock, 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 rock. Scratching. All right. She's had audio issues. That's why you were hearing me echo back again. But yeah, I'm not really feeling him as a big upgrade. I'd rather draft a rookie who can play off a rookie contract for 10 years, if he's any good, than going with Stafford, who was a broken player with the Lions, who did nothing with the Lions. So that is my choice. Well, fellas, Thank y'all, as always, for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Loud Movie Files has been filed.